congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the first word we have in Proverbs 4, verse 1, is the word here. Here. And we then have the words, Hear my children, the instruction of a father. And yet as we look at that word here, we know that it's often hard to get someone else to listen. Often we're quite willing to talk, to express our opinions. But how do we hear? Jesus Christ himself says that there are many who have ears to hear, but they do not hear. They have eyes to see, but they do not see. They have hearts that rather than receiving the good news of salvation, turn ever that much harder. And that this whole matter of hearing is not as simple as it may seem. First of all, we need to realize that Solomon's speaking to his son, to his children. He's asking them to hear. How can we hear? How can we hear the instruction of a father? How can our children listen to us? Exactly what is Solomon seeking to say here? And even as we look at this word hear, we realize that to hear God speak to us as Solomon speaks to his children, God speaks to his children, those who have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, reborn, who have new life. This hearing comes to us not just by our own means, our own ability to hear, but it's the Holy Spirit who must convince us, who must open our ears and our, and our hearts to hear and to receive the good news of salvation. So we can say, just as Solomon comes here to instruct his son or his children to speak to them, so our God comes to us and God seeks to have us listen to him, that we may hear his word proclaimed, that good news of salvation. And also as we go out into the world, we seek to speak to the world, we seek to address them and tell them that good news that we have heard from our God. And as we seek to express that word, we need to realize that they can only hear if indeed the Holy Spirit opens their ears to hear. So again, Solomon comes, God comes to us and says, Hear my children, the instruction of the Father, and give attention to no understanding, that we may understand the world in which we live. Calvin would say that the Bible needs to be the glasses which we are to see the world around us. We are to read the world around us through the Word of God. And as we look around us, especially during these two years of COVID or, or more than two years of COVID, we've come to see that there's a lot of things that just don't make sense anymore. People speak, we read the news, we look at the news on, on, on our televisions, and things just don't seem to make sense. It, things seem to be illogical. But yet when we think of the world in which we live, we think of education, when you seek to explain how we got here, it all started by one cell, that for some reason one cell started living in some swamp somewhere. That's how life developed. And when they seek to explain how this life started, it all started by some kind of happening, some kind of, without any sort of explanation, just kind of by luck, by chance. That's how life started. And then that life continued to evolve until we get all that's around us. And they call that Mother Nature. This is the world in which we live. And they say, and put your faith in this process of evolution. That's 
how the world began. But chance, or luck, or whatever it is, how can we put our faith in something that doesn't even exist? Luck, chance, doesn't make anything at all because it's nothing. At the same time, when we read the Bible, it speaks about the creation that God has made. And God asks us to hear him and to put our faith in a God who is over all things, who has all things under his control, the God who has made the heavens and the earth and continues to control them, that all things are in his hands and all that he has made is good. When we look at the world around us, the Bible grants us the ability to understand what life is all about. And when we read the Ten Commandments, the commandments that we read every Sunday morning, the law of God, it makes perfectly good sense. And the law that God grants to us is logical. It grants us a good life to prosper in the world that God has granted us to live in. And when man forsakes that law, things become illogical and things start to fall apart. In other words, the logic of Scripture explains the logic of creation and how we are to live in that creation. At the same time, the Bible explains to us how it all started to fall apart through sin, how sin came into this world to destroy that which God had made good. So the, so the, 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 the writer of the Proverbs, Solomon, comes to us and he asks us to listen Listen, my children, the instruction of my father, and give attention to no understanding, for I give you a good doctrine, a good teaching, how you can live in this world, this sinful world, a world that God has created, but that man has destroyed through choosing to abandon God, to seek to be as God, and to seek to live without God. So someone asks us to give to go back to the law of God, to go back to the doctrine of Scripture, and to listen to His word in Scripture. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. In verse 3, he says, When I was my father's son, tender and only in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom Get understanding, do not forsake, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Seek to understand, seek to turn, seek to go to God, seek to listen to God, and at the same time, seek to get wisdom, to get understanding. And yet, we ask ourselves many times, but how can I be sufficiently wise to live in the world where God has placed me? In the book of James, it says that we ought to pray to God. We ought to pray to God ardently. Go, go to our God and pray that he may grant us wisdom. But to pray and to pray in faith. And when you think of that word praying in faith, it comes back to what is true faith. And true faith is believing that all the words that we have in Scripture, all the words that God has granted to us in His Word, they're true words. We have the 
infallible, inerrant, inspired Word of God, the Word of God given to us by the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was a young man, I forget exactly where, whether it was a speaker or something like that, but he took the Bible into his hands and he said, this is the Bible. You know, the Word of God's in the Bible, but the paper and the ink and so on and so forth, that's not the Word of God. The Word of God's found in the Bible. We ought not to worship the Bible. We, we need to worship God. We find the Word of God in the Bible. And to make his point, he took the Bible and he threw it across the room. It's only paper and ink, he said. It's not the Word of God in and of itself. I'm not sure what kind of message he was seeking to portray to us as students or, or young men or young women, young people. But we as Christians, even though this may be paper and ink, we believe that these words, these words that we have in Scripture are the holy words of God. We don't worship the ink and the, and, and the paper, but we do worship the word of God, that this is what God has granted to us. Every single word has been inspired by God. It's the infallible word of God. We must put our truth and our faith in what God has told us to do, to live, the law of God. But what keeps us from living by the law of God? Our own sinful beings. Satan comes into our life. We see the world around us, the way it lives. We listen to those talking to us. And our own sinful nature starts to, to rise up within us and attracts us to separate ourselves from the law of God and to enjoy that which the world enjoys. And rather than keeping our eyes and our ears fixed upon the word of God, to let that word settle within our hearts, to write it upon the tables of our hearts, we separate ourselves from God and we start to follow the ways of the world. It's so easy. It's so easy to do because the world works its way into our life by one means or another. Through the movies, through the cell phones, through our computers, with those around us in the workplace, they speak to us, they talk to us, we hear them talk, and we're drawn to them. And we're drawn to separate ourselves from that which God has said. And we fall into sin. So the Proverbs, come, Proverbs comes to us, Solomon comes to us, God comes to us, and he says, get wisdom, get understanding, or in, or in verse 5, keep my commandments, keep my commandments. When you rise up early in the morning, put those commandments before your eyes. As you walk in the daytime, keep those commandments in your memory. And as you go to sleep at night, remember those commands. And remember how you've broken those commands. Confess those sins before your God. Seek him in repentance and realize he's a good God and all that he has said, all of his commandments are good, they're holy, they're just, that we may live a good life in the land which the Lord our God has placed us. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forsake nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will will keep you. 
when sin comes into our, our lives, it tantalizes us that we can get something from sin. Somehow or another, sin seeks to convince us that it will give us something that will satisfy us, something a little more, a little more excitement, a little more for feeling good. And yet we know that when we get caught into sin, when we get trapped by sin, it's not good. It wrecks our lives. It wrecks our marriage. It wrecks, wrecks the relationship that we have in our children. It wrecks the communion that we have with other believers. It's something that we hide within ourselves and it eats us up. So, so Solomon comes and says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forsake, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. I work with Mexicans, and I speak with the Mexicans. They're here to work. They're here to work. They're here to work in order to make money so that their children can get an education that they never had had, that their children can live a better life than what they have lived. So they work, and they work all these years, and their children go through grade school, through high school, they get into the university, and their desire is that they can get a good job, become an engineer, that they become a lawyer, a doctor, some, some privileged position within the Mexican society. And all these years they're working and they're sending money back home so that their children can get that education. For them, what's most important is that their children receive this education. And yet we know that when you go to school, when you go to high school, especially when you go to university, and if it's not a Christian university, there's one thing that's so important and that's so lacking. They may be educated. They may be intelligent in the ways of this world, but they do not have wisdom. And here Solomon is saying, and that wisdom, that is that which is most precious. It's that which is without price. Only by that way can we live. Can we truly live? But even as we think of wisdom, what is our wisdom in the end? Our wisdom is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shows us God's wisdom. God, even before the foundation of the world, had decided to save a people for himself. He had chosen us to be his covenantal people in order to be saved by his son. That was God's wisdom, sending his son to this world, to show forth his love for his people, his son who came upon this world to live a life without sin, a perfect life, a holy life, a good life, a wise life, a life in accordance with God's laws and God's commandments. And then according to God's marvelous, good, and wise plan, Jesus Christ was sent to the cross of Calvary, and Jesus Christ died on the cross for the complete remission of all of our sins because we have sinned, and we have fallen short. We have broken God's commandment, so God sent his son to be our representative, to take our place before him, to fulfill his covenantal promises so we can have life and so that we can have life in abundance. 
So when Solomon comes and tells us, get wisdom, get understanding, he's telling us in the end, love Jesus Christ. Live in Jesus Christ. Put your hope in Jesus Christ and put your hope in Jesus Christ alone. He is the only one, the only one that can save us from all of our sins and all of our shortcomings. We can send our children to, to, to schools and to universities. We can ourselves get a lot of understanding, a lot of science. But if it's without God, if it's without Jesus Christ, that which is most important is missing. Therefore, Solomon says in verse 7, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. When you look at the world around us, and we see how, how the unrighteous prosper. Canada more and more becoming known as a country where we can, you can do a lot of things that are illegal, such as money laundering, and the government doesn't do anything about it. And people prosper through these, these means. They, they become richer. They evade taxes. They build their mansions. They live a good life without God in their own eyes. And throughout this world, we see all these people in the midst of nations that are very, very poor, people that live these, these splendid lives with their cars and their houses and their properties and their money, and it's all empty. And it's all empty because God is not there. So Solomon says, get wisdom, exalt her, and she'll promote you. She'll bring you honor when you embrace her. She'll place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she'll deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. And those who live in China, and the Islamic countries, where there's persecution, where people are jailed, where they're killed for the sake of the gospel, while proclaiming the good news of salvation in Christ Jesus our Lord, or result in your death. Are those many years of prosperity? Is that we believe, we believe that when you follow Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ says, follow me, and you will live. And you will live forever. It's not just this life. When we get wisdom, when we get understanding, God grants us the eyes to see beyond this life in which we live, to look beyond this life to eternal life, to the place where God reigns eternally, where there's this river that flows from the throne of God, where there's this tree of life that grants life forevermore and that we can eat of its fruit abundantly, where we'll never die, where there's no sadness, where there's no tears, where there's ever lasting joy, everlasting prosperity in the sight of our God. This world, sooner or later for us, will end. We are born, our lives are in God's hands. He knows the day of our birth, and he knows the day of our death. And so we need to trust in him that when we die, our life in this world is just passing beyond this life 
to eternal life into the presence of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The question is, do we have faith? Have we prayed to God? Have we prayed to God that he indeed may listen to us, that he may grant us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive the good news of salvation as you look at your own life and all that you deal with us, the sin that may abound, the sin that creeps into it. What do you do with that sin? Do you repent of the sin? Do you again look to your God? Do you confess that sin? Do you look into the law of God? Do you pray each and every day? Oh, Heavenly Father, grant me wisdom. Help me to get wisdom, to get understanding that I may live in you, that I may live for your glory and for your honor. May our God indeed grant us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the good news of salvation. In Jesus Christ, amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we live in this world, and all around us we see trials and tribulations. Our nation, and the people of our nation, our governments, seem so foolish that which they do seem so illogical. Heavenly Father, help us to realize that in many ways too, we do that which doesn't make sense. We sin. When we know that sin does its damage, it damages ourselves, our relationships with others, oh Lord God, help us to look to Jesus, to realize that life without Jesus a life without wisdom, a life without your commands is indeed empty, without hope, without you. Help us, therefore, to cling to that which is good and lovely in your sight, to recognize that a, a life in Jesus Christ is a life that's full indeed. And even if the life in this world may be short and full of trials and tribulations, of anguish and pain, as, as for so many Christians in this world in which we live, Oh, Lord God, grant faith to realize that this world is but passing, but one day we will be in your presence where we will receive our eternal reward and enter into pure joy, pure life. Oh, Lord God, grant us faith to see. May we pray to you always. Grant us wisdom. We pray in Jesus' name's sake. Amen. Our song of response, number 271, number 271.
We'll now gather our offerings. Our offerings are first of all for the church and then second of all for the New Horizon Church. But before we gather the offerings, let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we now seek to give of that which you have given to us, we pray that you may bless us in that giving and that you may bless the work of the church and different ministries that it has. We also pray for the ministry of the New Horizon Church by Reverend Mitch Prasad that you may bless him also as he seeks to reach out to those in his community and that you may bless the proclamation of your word. We pray in Jesus. Amen.
Let us stand to sing our doxology number 566. Receive the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his counsel upon you and give you peace. <laughs>